0: everybody's got a to-do list. I have a to-do list. And item number three is make to-do list. Ah, do you get it? Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's have save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Now that I really do want to do. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance i'm doing it extra money in my pocket i want it it just may be the most rewarding to do you do today
2: now podcast one brings you spike's car radio a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer comedian and automotive enthusiast spike ferriston now
1: here's spike
0: hi everybody welcome to spike's car radio we are out in malibu today putting together your mobile cars and coffee and as always we've left a seat open for you the listener today or with none other than patrick dempsey who is a malibu resident indeed indeed. and he's ridden here on his electric
1: bike specialized electric bike specialized
0: (laughs) electric bike zuckerman i just drove this thing he said I said well is it all electric where's the throttle he said no w- what you put into the bike you get out of the bike in double is that right Yeah it
1: depends yeah
0: And you pedal this thing and it you pedal it you're pedaling twice as fast
1: it's fun. You're fine. I didn't even
0: expect to talk about that. I can't w- explain this thing to me. Well, first, of all, what's the brand? It's Specialized? Specialized.
1: Specialized has been a sponsor for me for about over 10 years. Right. Um, and uh, this, is their, they've, this is sort of the evolution of their electric bike, so it gets you around town in a clean way.
0: But unlike a lot of the electric vehicles I've ridden on, which is usually like you have the option to pedal or push on a scooter, or you can do Mm all-electric. This is pedaling and
1: electric. Right, and you can reduce it, too. What's the (laughs) top speed? You know what? I haven't done a speed (laughs) trap, so I need to figure that out. I think you get up to about 30 miles an hour, and then anything after that, I think you get into a little bit of a... A yeah, law issue <laughs> it's or the wobbles, <laughs> so, like right the little a kid, red if you're wagon going down the hill, your front end starts to wobble, right, and then you crash. Yes, I've had those things. Right?
2: I, I like you, right? So it requires an input. You can't be it requires lazy. But it doesn't have an all-wheel
1: no pedaling. It, right, and if you amazing. want to work out, you can shut it off or you dial it down, yeah. and then you put a little bit more effort in because oh, wow. of the battery. It's heavier than a normal road bike, so you Isn't get it to work amazing out if you want this to. kind
0: of electric vehicle thing revolution happening out here.
1: It is. I mean, it's. It's. I'm a bit conflicted because I went to the the race, you know, and right. I was like, oh, I love this. I'm behind. But then when it started, it just nothing happened. There was yes. no sound. There's no right. smell.
0: Right. We're dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. I don't know, and I hate to be that guy going oh, You know, I'm missing something. There's no but you go soul. To a tra- no, no, no.
0: It's true. There's no soul. To it's some not of these there. Cars. I don't know
1: how they're going to get around it. I think yeah. the event is great. You know, the scene is happening, mm-hmm. but then the racing is not as interesting.
0: Well, I just like the small electric vehicle market the birds and the limes. And now you have, you seen the guy sitting on these scooters. There's like 80 different kinds of electric things. You can rent with an app that people can ride on the road. I don't know if either of you follow bird graveyard, no. Instagram feed. It's, it's where people are taking birds and lime scooters and throwing them off buildings and <laughs> smashing them. It is. I want them all gone. They are a <laughs> blight on the sidewalks of LA. Anyways, it does not matter. We're here to talk about, uh, Patrick's Real new film, <laughs> Hurley, Hurley, yeah, which is uh, definitely in this week's zeitgeist. I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten about screenings of Hurley, which is the movie you've made based on racer Hurley Haywood. Yes, you were at the Peterson. You were at Soho
1: Malibu last night. Yes, Moise it's Soho Monday. West Monday. There's another Monday? screening. Yeah, we have another one out here oh. uh, next Monday. Oh, with us here, you can uh, you can start to stream it on the twenty sixth.
0: And where are we doing it? Where are we streaming it?
1: Yeah, iTunes, Hulu, it's, it's rolling out all over the place. So we've got great support from Orchard, which is our distributor. And uh, they're really behind it. And people like the movie. And Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's been five years in the making. Wow. It started it. in 2014 at Le Mans. I brought uh, Derek Dodge, the director, over to Le Mans to do some uh, social media shooting for us. And he's like, you know, this would be an interesting story. You think he would tell his story early. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's really up to him. And um, it, it took about five years to get it completed.
2: But I think you really helped open his life up to him and on a personal and on a public level. Yeah, and
1: for his relationship with Steve, his partner, too. I think the two of them, the dynamic has shifted uh, in a really positive yeah. way. Uh, and in great support through Porsche as well. They've been behind this from the very beginning, which is right. a real you know testament to the consciousness of that company.
0: Well, let's let's just back up to uh, Hurley Haywood in general, because you know I'm guessing there are some folks out there who don't know who he is at all. He's a all.
1: five-time Daytona 24-hour winner. Yes, three-time Le Mans, one on his first attempt in a prototype. Uh, 12 Just hours of Sebring. 12 hours of. Spin. He's won everything. He's, he's won everything.
0: Trans Am title. Yes. IMSA GT championship. 2023 20, wins. Three Norelco Cup championships. <laughs> that brings back some, <laughs> some memories, doesn't it? And 18 IndyCar starts. He's a legend in automotive racing. Absolutely. And he's been part of the Porsche family for how long, God, do you, think?
1: you get back to Brumo's days, so that's uh, Seven. the 70s. Wow. Yeah. And we get into Peter's story as well. Yeah. Which is really good. Peter and sort of Gregg, that is. Peter Gregg. And, uh, you know, you talk a little bit about their dynamic as a team. And, of course, the incident that happened to him in a streetcar at Le Mans with Peter and uh, sort of uh, what happened to him after that. Mm. So what? So, so take us through the film. What does it cover? It covers uh, the beginning of his career, how he met Peter at a rally cross. And uh, Peter recruited him. And then they, they started uh, racing together and, and dominating through the 70s. Uh, we talk about Hurley's uh, personal life and, and Peter's as well. And so there's three stories going on. And then we talk about Hurley uh, being my mentor as a, as a driver. So we have three storylines. We have us racing at Daytona in 2015, Hurley's story, and Peter's story. So as an executive producer,
0: you decide, you know, I want to make this film. You go to Hurley, hey, what he says, I'm in.
1: Yeah, he's in... You know, which was great to see. I might it.
0: do the Mission Impossible franchise, <laughs> or I may do this. <laughs> and wisely, he took this opportunity, which and then is what, career changing. And then, you know, you have a production company. Are you going out to raise the money? Did you go out and sell it first? How did,
1: how no, did you- I just self-funded. Self-funded. Between myself and Derek Dodge, the director, we just wrote the checks when we needed to. Wow. Um, Went after the archival footage, which cost us a little bit of money. Right. And the music and the editing, you know. And then uh, travel is always, you know, getting the interviews. Now, when you're doing the archival footage, your
0: licensing footage, did you have to clear any of the other racers that were in there? I mean, how...
1: We got a lot of stuff from Porsche. Uh, Veronica Brady, who I worked with uh, on the Velocity piece. Mm Mm-hmm. I brought her back in uh, on this to get us uh, – she had all the contacts. Um, but Portia was really forthcoming with all of their archival footage. We have some great stuff of Le Mans, of Daytona, uh, Sebring. Uh, and also we, we found some stuff with Peter, which was really remarkable. Right. So that took us about three years trying to getting all that <clears together. <clears <throat> mm-hmm. And Hurley, you know, how long – I haven't
0: seen the film yet. How long has it been known that Hurley was gay? I mean, it was always – people knew
1: in the paddock. They knew But, no, but you know, it wasn't like he – No public
2: out.
0: Yeah, right, no. Right. I
1: mean, he was really concerned about how the fans would embrace that. I um, was so surprised. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, met it, him over and over again. It was a well-kept secret, but it was an open secret. People knew about it, but no mm-hmm. one really talked about it. It didn't really matter. Um, and it was always something there – there was always this question, was he involved with Peter or not? We addressed that in the film um uh, and you know what happened is a defining moment for Hurley when a young boy came into him mm-hmm. and had an interview and talked to him about you know look I'm I'm concerned about my sexuality I'm being bullied I sometimes contemplate suicide and it really affected Hurley in a profound way and then that was when he he sort of shifted and said you know what If I can change someone's life and and do something positive with that by me coming out, then that's what I want to do. I think he helped that kid. He did. He got a call from his mother. I mean, he gets into this in the movie. A call from the mother saying, you know, you've you've made a profound impact on my my son's life. You've changed his his life. He's much more positive Mm -hmm. about his outlook in life. And uh, I think that was a a real wake-up call in many ways for Hurley.
0: Right, right. Wow, it's an amazing story, and isn't of it? Of course,
2: the Peter Greg bit. I mean, that's a that's a that's a whole nother dynamic. Well, when and, we and get and into the mental
1: illness yeah. at that yes. point with with Peter, and and you know, had he had someone to talk to, had he changed his medication, it, it might have turned out differently. Yeah. How long has he been gone now? Is it twenty years? <clears throat> over twenty years now. Yeah. Over twenty years now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is a Peter Gregg uh, car coming up for sale, Zuckerman. I don't I know if that... that. Cro- <laughs> I saw that. Which one is it? Do you know which one is? <laughs> 74. Who has Are it? Rare? Don Ahorn a- out uh, at Portsport?
2: Yeah, Don Ahorn texted me. Just yeah, like he yeah. he texted you. Yeah. He is selling... He has that Brumos earlier 911. or in the Right. Brum- or actually, he's got... No, no, no. He's got a 93... 964. Nine four that was that Brumos built. It's kind of like a cup car RS in there. Blue, white... And red colors, and then he did mention there's uh, that there's Peter Gregg's 74 Carrera. <clears throat>
1: That'd be a good car to get. Yeah, the preparation on those cars. There have were been a few. Amazing. Yeah, Peter Gregg cars,
0: and it, there was a Sportomatic. Car floating right. around for a while. Did, did you ever see that car in I, tangerine or in orange? And th-
2: I, I saw that, and I also saw there was a time there were a few Brumos prepped, a few Brumos prepped 73 s's that were made into, right. uh, or, or seventy yeah, that were made into RS's for <coughs> the U.S. market, right. which would be really cool to get those. Yeah. yeah, be fun. Have you ever heard about my plan? It's called Plan Z, where we get a group of guys and we split <laughs> cars. Oh really? Yes. Like Timeshare? Yeah. Like, yes. Time share? <laughs> yes. And we I'm not get sure you- how I
1: feel about that. It depends on who had it last. No, right? it works. It's does. Us. It work? It's just us. Everybody has yeah. it. That'd be fun, actually. It is. The big it problem actually- is, you know, you know, and Patrick Long and I talk about this all the time. Is where do you store everything? You start to, you, you get your collection. Whatever. We need a club somewhere where we can yeah. store everything.
0: Well, they float around in different garages. Whoever's got room, that's just in there. And if you want it, you just Perfect. buzz the guy in, and they grab it. I like that. Let's mm-hmm. get back to Hurley Haywood. You said he was your mentor in racing. Yeah, how, he, how does that come about? Like, he, He'll give you notes. Like He'll <clears> say,
1: okay, you know... Here's but what how you're, do you even get in touch with Hurley Haywood? I went over to him when I first started racing. I'd go over to the Brumos Paddock, you know, and they were always very welcoming to me, all the drivers there. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he goes, I got a couple ideas for you to think about in the car. And I'm like, okay, what is that? And then he would talk to me about... The breaking, we look at the data, and you say you can go in a little bit deeper here, and if you get this sensation or understeer or something like that, here's what you want to do to compensate. And also the big note. We a <laughs> Susie. we got a little, like, a soundtrack going on yeah, behind us. We're, we're
0: hearing your music over there. It's lovely. That's Susie behind the counter of Bills. That's hilarious. <laughs> what I were you so listening about to? This t- She's got it. Post Malone, okay. It sounded great, but
1: (laughs) we were listening
0: to this story. (laughs) Um,
1: And his thing is really about the attitude of endurance racing. Mm -hmm. It's different than a sprint race. And just being patient and, and reminding me about that, calming down. And his big thing was like, you know what? Chew some gum, which was... Really? Yeah, his big thing was chew gum. What, for your tempo, just, right? For it, just calming, calming down and, down. and also yeah. keeping your mouth so your your mouth doesn't dry out. You know, this is a, you know, now it's changed quite a bit. We have the water bottle and everything like that. But Right. He, and it actually, I, it, I became really superstitious. If I didn't have gum before I got in my stint, to do my stint, I got really freaked out. Did, what, did you have to do something old-fashioned, like beach nut? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. So I did that old school. I, I, I'm surprised we never got, like, a out. Right. Because it would have yeah. been a great hey, story. Beach, you know but it do. really made a big difference because when I got nervous, the two things, uh, you know, was breathing would calm right. me right down and then chewing the gum. And, and just doing that little ritual before getting in the car. Breaks I, I the remember one time down. I was getting in the car. It was a, a night shift uh, at La and I couldn't find the gum, and I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I could think about was, like, where's the gum? And finally and I got gum. Some, some gum from the, some of the guys. I the, love that. You know, the, I... Do is I loosen
0: my fingers on the steering wheel. Whenever I feel the grip, I just kind of lighten them up, even at speed. Just nice and easy grip, and yeah. that's usually my little signal to just to calm down.
1: Yeah. Calm down, really focus, b-
2: be present. B- yeah, breathing <clears throat> brings the. If you're breathing, brings that heart <clears throat> level down. And if you're have anxiety, you're about to go into competition. Yeah. It's normal to hold your breath, which just drives your heart rate. Up. Right,
1: especially when the, you're doing the driver changes and you're in yeah. a good position. You want to make sure that that goes smoothly your mind is so active before you get in the car. You have so many scenarios going on that you cannot listen to. And you know, we talked about visualization of the driver change before getting in. If I could do that, remember to breathe, then the transition helped. And then once you're in the car, it's fine. Everything is you, just Did re-empting. you
2: ever ask Curly when he came up with these things, was this something he knew about in the 70s, in the 60s? It sounds very modern in a yeah, way. Yeah, because,
1: you know, back in the day, they didn't have the, the drink bottles in the car. So, right. you know, you, you get dehydrated so quickly, especially yeah. in the closed cars. So it really helped him, you know, uh, you know, not get that sort of cotton mouth when right. you're in the car. Wow. Uh, and it, it allowed you to calm down and, mm-hmm. and release some of the right. tension.
2: What about the vision? visualization and the breathing. Were those later editions? Those came
1: in later, much later.
0: Yeah, interesting. All right, we got to take a little break. We'll be back with more Patrick Dempsey after this. You know what? Everybody, including me, has a favorite pair of jeans. I'm wearing mine right now. That pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The one you see me in the photograph on Instagram. The pair you wear out at night. At home, on the couch, at work, wherever their go-to, do not underestimate the importance of these pants, and no one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans, using their expertise in comfort and durability. Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a Bronco, or a skateboard, or if you're the type who walks the earth in search of something, these are the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits at a price that works for you. Vintage re-releases, Wrangler has something for everyone. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler. Real comfortable jeans.
2: You're listening to Spike's Car Radio.
0: We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we always laugh at that oh, moment. It was a great commercial laugh, break, because, by the well, way. It's longer than I anticipated. recorded we leave little breaks for the commercials, but here it sounds like this. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> it's that fast and everybody scrambles and everybody relaxes for a second. But I don't like them to relax too much because then they'll say something really interesting and then I don't have it recorded. <laughs> that's the worst, right? When you have
1: that in between the right before you do an interview. Yeah. That's when the interview happens. Yeah. And then when they're rolling, they exactly. slay, it's nothing happens. Let's go back to your beginning. You grew up in Maine. I did. Have
0: car, cars growing up? Were you in a car family? Or?
1: My dad was really into cars. He we was. lived on this place uh, in Turner, Maine, called uh, on this uh, Route Four. Drove through this little village in Maine, and in, in the summer months, you would see the exotic cars right. go by, like a right. lot of American muscle cars, a lot yeah. of Corvettes. And I remember one summer, I saw a Jaguar come through. Like it must have been a one hundred and twenty, and completely blown away by the lines wow. of that car. So. That was a, a big thing for me. My dad was a huge race fan. He uh, also. His taproot moment. What's that? This the tap what we call it the taproot yeah, yeah. moment
2: like that when the light one of these moments when the light goes on. When they, for me it was an AMX, uh-huh. it was like sixty nine seventy. Right, yours is the one. Yeah, the on one that four. starts it all. The, the, and, you yeah. know, it was
1: great. There was just, this beautiful woman. I remember seeing her driving the car, and I was just hypnotized by that image. You know, yeah. it was just really sexy and romantic about that. Don't you notice? It's so that? out of context with the rest of
0: Maine. I, I see it all the time now with cars I'm driving, and I'll be on the PCH, and I'll look over. There'll be this little kid up against the window, you know, yeah. and you're in something special and you can just see their eyes light up and it happens.
2: And yeah. imagine that, that somebody will remember that 40, 45, yeah.
1: whatever, however many I mean, years yeah, later. Really. And it's important too. And if I see a kid or somebody come up, it's like, I'll get out of the car if I'm in a parking lot and I'll let them get in the car right. because then that's their first moment right. where you, you know, hopefully it changed them and it gets them connected to the car, right? you know, and it's nice to see that. Yeah, you're so, the enabler. Yeah, you <laughs> complete enabler. <See laughs> the pusher man is uh, Patrick Long is,
0: What were you driving in high school? Just whatever you could find, right? Whatever. I got a 280D
1: was. Mercedes. You did? Yeah, the I found percolator. one. Yeah, because it was in Maine. Man, I remember the glow plug? You had to we're plug it in in the yeah. winter. So That's I, a great car. I was performing at this time, and I spent all my money on this. I bought it, I bought it from a local uh, guy. And um, performing where in Maine? It's just, I was doing juggling and vaudeville and st- this like vaudeville circuit. That's right,
0: because you uh, wanted to attend clown college
1: at one. Yeah, time. I was <laughs> rejected. I didn't get into clown <laughs> he college. In, he wanted to go to clown he college, was. this Ringling guy. Brothers had a clown college in Sarasota, I remember Florida. that. And you had like this form of like five pages of like, <laughs> how do you feel about claustrophobia? <laughs> Small places. Like the clown car, right? How many clowns <laughs> can you get in the car? Cl- <laughs> and they want to know how you respond and really, to see in your sense of humor. And it's it like the most ridiculous... <laughs> Questionnaire You had to fill out. How do you feel about and a red And I didn't get in I was too young. Come on. You're too young. I, on. On. You're You're too young. I
0: was 17. S- How do you story? feel about red uh, balls on <laughs> and, your and nose? And big shoes. shoes. <laughs> How do you feel about 10% of the population... <laughs> Afraid of you. <laughs> what does that mean? I know. Some people get freaked out. My son gets heard, freaked out
1: with clowns. Doesn't yeah, like them. Just right. gets totally freaked out. I
0: remember hearing about Clown College when I was in New York and thought, oh my God, had I heard about this in right. high school, it's the place I would have gone. Because I just didn't want to study. I didn't want to go to regular school. No, I didn't either, college. but clearly I didn't. And I was in. the class clown. <laughs> and I, it was just perfect. Just take the word class up. So you were juggling. Wait, this is such a funny tangent. Well, you,
1: we have to go back. We have to go further back. Yeah, so I, I, my dream in life was to be in March denmark right? Like the most successful skier in alpine history okay uh lindsey vaughn almost beat him you know she was like eight shy of that's your dream and um he did this abc up close and personal uh, you know behind the scenes of him do dry land training before the season and he was riding a unicycle i'm like ah this is the key to success (laughs) if i can learn how to ride a unicycle i will be in Mar stanmark so this dates me now so Sears and Roebuck used to send you the catalogs right? <laughs> yep. I so I went through the back section where all the toys and all the good yep. stuff was and I found a unicycle Wow! and I think it was like $25 so I, I, I sent away Three months later, this unicycle appears. Wow. I put it Not together. overnight by Amazon. <laughs> and I start, it took me a year to learn how to ride the thing. And I was riding it in town. And um, lo and behold, in this little village that I was going to school in, Buckfield, Maine, the shop teacher is an ex Green Beret, hammered player, vaudevillian. And the power had gone out in shop class. He taught shop. And he didn't know what to do with the students. He goes, so he starts juggling. And I'm like, that's fascinating. He goes, you want to learn? I'm like, yeah. So I start juggling. And then combine it with the unicycle, Run and, that, your and my career path changed from ski racing into performing. This is and hilarious. there it is. There it is. I have hold up the Sears and Roebuck
2: unicycle. Uh, you needed a stick and plates and, and maybe a bear as a companion. <laughs> yeah, so this one I started.
0: By the way, such a primitive unicycle. It was, was terrible because the seat, seat
1: kept getting loose. The, the look, <laughs> screws. Look at it,
0: look at it, Zuckerman. It's like it got the banana seat that they just bent up in the middle there. So I
1: kept dropping it, right? And this is before they put any plastic in look to prevent that. the leather from, like, getting de- it deteriorating every time and you drop it. look
0: at the pedals. Those
1: are just big bike pedals. Yeah. <laughs> Those big bike pedals. So that that, that was the so you moment from that skiing, my life but changed. But
0: wasn't there just, did you think this is cool? Did it cool not matter at that point? You no, know, people thought
1: I was the weirdest kid going. Like in my yearbook, everybody's like, what to one weird guy? I relate to that. You I, know, I, so I, totally I never really fit in. Yeah. And then I'm hanging out with these clowns who are like these <laughs> kleptomaniacs anyway, right? <laughs> so you go into any restaurant, they were juggling plates, they were stealing stuff. So yeah. it was like this real interesting Bands of funny,
0: <clears throat> I used to really in the fifth grade and earlier. I was like a junior ornithologist. I loved birds and I knew everything about them. And I went birding and I, you know, I could tell. And I remember being on a field trip and some. The teacher said, "Does anybody know what bird that is?" And I said, "Yes, that's a Baltimore Oriole." And all the guys in my class looked at me and went, "What the fuck is wrong with you, man?" Yeah. <laughs> and I got this kind of like bitch slap, like you. Dudes don't act like that Right right? And I was like Oh sorry And that was like That was the end of that one Right I used to collect stamps The same thing happened It's these little detours we take Right What is it that got you out of Wanting to be a clown And a juggler
1: I I ended up doing this like little talent competition where I put a three minute juggling act together, and <laughs> I got actually got enough money from the town. I had to go around because we didn't wow. have a lot of money. And I remember Tilton's Market, very similar to like this, right? You would in and it's a small country village. It's a country store, so that's where the hub of all of the interaction with the community would take place in the morning everybody come in get their coffee and then the afternoon they'd all come back and talk about the day so i went into tilton's market and they wrote a check for me it it, it allowed me to fly to new york and to stay at the roosevelt hotel for this little talent competition and it was so unusual because everybody else is singing and dancing and and i come out yeah it's it's the early version of that yeah and um And I do a three-minute juggling routine. (laughs) And I kept dropping because I was so nervous. Oh, no. So it's like the worst. I kept dropping. But I would come up with these really good one-liners that endeared me to the judges. And I got an agent. (laughs) Wow. I got an agent. And I ended up winning, right? The most unlikely
2: success story, Mm -hmm. right? And then they're like, well, you
1: know, would you fly back to New York and audition? So um, about a month and a half later goes – went by after winning this thing and i got a call from the agent in new york davina wells she goes i have an audition for you for this show called torch song trilogy and i'm like torch song trilogy what is oh that oh god I, well just won the tony you might want to come in and, and do it so i flew in auditioned for it and there's harvey firestein who wrote right, it and started right. it and uh, i did my first big broadway audition and i got the part no kidding. and like great but we're gonna not put you on broadway <laughs> we're gonna send you to san francisco so I lied about my age. I told him I was 18, I was 17. Dropped out of high school and I ran away and uh, and did Torch Song in San Francisco wow. and then when I finished that, went back to New York. I knew I could never go back to Maine again. Yeah. And then I auditioned for Brighton Beach Memoirs and I got that and then I was on the road for a year and that's how I got started. There Torch go. Song
2: trilogy must have been really weird subject matter or foreign subject matter for you at that time.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was mm. you know we ended up doing it in San Francisco for like right. three and a half months. So I would go from this small little rural town in Maine to this iconic play in San Francisco it was a complete eye-opener. I remember going to the hate, getting a skateboard, and just skating around the city and doing the play at night and going, how do well, I end up here? The play was yeah. about
2: guys on Fire Island? Is that yeah, the it's about a community? drag queen. Yeah. It's about
1: a drag queen. And then he adopts this young kid. Um, and and sort of takes him in, and I play that character. Right. It's broken up into three acts, uh, three different storylines, and I come in in the third act. Wow! And that was sort of like my op- uh, so eye-opening. you went
2: you went from a very small pond to a
0: very very. Big pond of deep end of the pool yeah. right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah. thanks to juggling and clowns. Juggling and
1: in <clears throat> my Denmark, changed my mind. Isn't that amazing? I but that guy wasn't but, myself. Myself. Well, but to yeah. like but, that? The, but yeah. you, the, the funny thing was like racing was always my thing in cars, and it wasn't until I started car racing that I went back to that part of my nature where I feel oddly enough more at home there than I do in front of the camera and doing show <clears throat> business. And you said now.
0: You, You get huge in acting, right? And then all you want to do is leave acting to race. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know somebody else like that. Was that who was who else did
2: that? Was Steve, that Steve McQueen?
0: McQueen, Dickie Smothers, <laughs> Paul, Paul Newman? Newman. <laughs> yeah, Which, you're in were good company. Any, w- were any of those guys inspirations for you as an actor? I ended into up racing? seeing Paul
1: Newman at Long Beach after I did this celebrity race. Right when I started, right, right. And, um, wow, he, he was, was down just, there. Huh? He was so yeah, he was still there. He was still in, in really good shape at the time. And Carl Haas was in the back with the cigar. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, mm-hmm. I just remember Paul Newman running around trying to find eye drops. Because he he's, he had allergies, and he was so distracted through I the entire hour uh, <laughs> of talking with him, and he just we just talked about racing. It was great. Yeah, I yeah. wish I had, had had more time with him. Right, I really I really do. I could have learned a he, lot. Do you from
0: remember him. if he was wearing the Newman Daytona? If he happened to be wearing that watch, that's worth. I
1: think I remember seeing. You know, when he turned his wrist over, you could see the little logo for, on the on the right. band. But it was cool. That so, was really cool. so
0: as uh, you're acting and you want to start racing, how, what did that look like, right? Obviously, you're busy on set a lot. On the, is that starting the weekends that it you It started, out, I went or? down
1: to do this children's uh, charity fundraising activity right. in, uh, in Atlanta. at Road Atlanta. Okay. And I ran into Don and Dan Panos, right? Yep. The, the most uh, eccentric <laughs> car guys you can imagine, especially Don. And Danny's like, you got to come see the cars I'm building. And I'm like, all right. And then there was, uh, I went over to the factory. And I was like completely hooked with the idea of this guy's <laughs> building these cars. Uh-huh. And he goes, you know, we have a racing school. Why don't you do it? And then there was a, an auction at the, the, the event. And I got this three-day competition certificate program school uh, that I bid on and won. Mm-hmm. And then I went down right before Petit Le Mans right. and did the three-day competition. And then I was hooked at that point. I was wow. like, this is what I so want to do. So run- you won right away. I didn't win. I was just like doing the... You're just doing, doing what? Doing the skin, Yeah. Right. I, I realized how, how slow I was compared <laughs> to everybody else. Yeah. But I, I just really loved it. I thought it was exciting. How did you do with the celebrity race in Long Beach? I totally... I got... I think it was f- one of the... I, I wrecked in like the final lap. Really? Yeah. <laughs> was and it I Dodge, got hurt Neons so bad? It was the worst wreck car. I've ever had in my career. Really? It hurt emotionally or physically? Both. Or both. Both. But you know what the problem was? I didn't have a Hans device on, and they oh. didn't they didn't make it mandatory, which they should. Right. And I remember getting uh, really really sore after that. Yeah. And, uh, it was like uh, it took me a long time what to kind come back. What car from. was it? It was uh, what was it? It was the uh, who's the title sponsor? It was uh, not Subaru. Toyota. Toyota. It was Toyota. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, Toyota. I mean, but Grand they Brake. make you race these.
0: Oh, they're front-wheel drive cars, which suck anyway. I can't <laughs> right. stand front-wheel drive cars. I, what's
1: the fun of that? It just—it was fun because we did so much training. <laughs> we did like four weeks of training yeah, for a 15-minute race. And by who the, are the they,
0: other? Who are the other celebrities in quotes?
1: God, I don't remember now. I think... Uh, it's always such a weird group of people. And Steven then they seed in these real racers. They're like, well, wait a minute. And they're in the back. Travis right. Pastrana? I don't want to race right. him. He starts <laughs> at the back and he passes you like midway through the first lap. <laughs> and then that's it. You're yeah. over. I know. It's it was like, you know no one you really know. Yeah. You know. Well, I Some Olympians were in it and everything. They
0: did away with the race. There's no race anymore. No. It's yeah, they got rid of it.
1: But, you know, a lot of people like Gene Hackman, he used to race quite a I bit know. too. Yeah. So he had won it.
0: See, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah. Is he still around, Gene Hackman? He's, he's around. I think he's Let's retired. Let's race him again. Let's get he's him on a track. 80. But he was, he was uh, doing some prototype racing, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He, he did some uh, hardcore racing. No, there
0: were a lot of guys like think that. He was James Garner. Mm-hmm. James yep. Garner was a
1: big off-road racer. Yeah. hmm And I think he raced, what, a Lola, right? Didn't he have a—for uh, his team, he raced know. Lolas at one he point. He also had a, a
2: crazy—he huh. uh, uh, was racing a Vette hmm. at one time, too. Right, Garner had a Corvette, but it was I red, know white, and blue.
0: he did it Baja stars. quite a yeah. few times. That yeah. was a big thing for him. So are you done with racing now? You raced for 12 years, mm-hmm. right? Somewhere yeah, no, I'm starting there. to get
1: back the itch to get back into it. You right. know, I took a little break. I'd but you won Le Mans. Got to, well, won Le Mans as a team owner la- this last year. Yep. Uh, on the podium at Le Mans. One in, uh, in the WEC. One in Japan, <clears throat> which was huge in right. the wet. And I sort of achieved what I wanted to. And then I was like... You know, to be able to do this full-time, you you have no personal life, you have no family life, and you're constantly on the road. These guys are always traveling, and I was like, well, how much further can I go? Uh, You know, I've achieved my goals. So now, for me, I would love to do some sprint races. Uh, Super Cup is a lot of fun, uh, and the the, the Porsche Cup, and I'm still very involved with Porsche. We still have our team in the WEC, which we just won last weekend at Sebring. When you're racing Le Mans, Um,
0: and it's nighttime, it's 4 in the morning, what, what are you thinking there? How fast are you going?
1: Well, the problem is you... In the you, straights there, most right? Most races you? you don't have time to think, but the Molson is so long that right. you really start to think. Your mind starts to wander. So right. you, know, you, you can't let it go off too far because you have prototypes running around you. And especially in a GT car, you're always racing in your mirrors. You're constantly being overtaken. So um, how
0: long is your your leg of that race. So are you doing you double an hour, stints. two hours? You're
1: doing two-hour stints. Two hours. And then if you've got the pro guys in there, like Patrick Long, they're doing triple stints. They're doing three hours. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and, and what are the challenges? Like, did you, do you feel like... The pressure like, is some- immense. It's not so much physically but mentally the challenge is really staying focused and staying calm because everybody's watching this race this is the right. race everybody right. wants to be a part of yeah no matter when you where you're racing Le Mans is the, the pinnacle in in, in and racing and it's a group. little around the track it's
0: a little like Woodstock They're it's crazy there's just these racing hippies sleeping in the grass after drinking well the great thing is waking been, up taking a leak and looking at the race and if you've never seen
1: it you have to see this race it's like watch nothing you've watch Le Mans ever the movie seen. because it does capture the essence of yeah. the experience and really mm-hmm. hasn't changed that much, the cars and the technology. But yeah. you'll see these guys in these incredible cars, and then they have a tent right next to the car, right? And they're par- parked out in the field, and they're camping. Yeah, and um, it's the most extraordinary event; it really is. In wow. the pressure, and to be a part of it, and the speeds, and the length of the track, you know, and and this, I always remember the smells because you can smell everybody cooking, right? And then the sounds, and uh, and especially if you're in the car right around midnight. I Remember the first time I, I did it, the, the, the fireworks go off, and it scares the shit <laughs> out of you. You think there's this huge explosion, you know, going over the right. front straight. And then it was, like, you get into it. But that's the big thing. Why it's the are mental you doing challenge that? of it. We're trying to
2: focus here. How many times are you, so when you're in the race, how many
1: times are you in the car? Uh, you have to have a minimum drive time of at least six hours, six to seven hours. So that's two, three, four. Stints. You're in the car. Yeah. You, you're counting. You're like three or four times. The first time I did, I did it four times. The first time one of our co-drivers got sick. So I was constantly in the car. I was every hour and a half, two hours. We were back in the car.
2: Can you sleep in between your stints at all?
1: No, you try not to. Yeah. I mean, because the problem is you get into such a deep sleep, especially in the morning. Right. Once the sun comes out, you fall asleep. It's really hard at that point to get your energy back. Right. Up. So it takes usually a few laps to kind of go. Oh God, where am I again? Here right. I am, I'm out here racing. Let's, let's
0: talk racing weight. Yeah, Did I dropped. You have yeah. I noticed you got very very thin. I
1: dropped like I'm currently one sixty five. I got down to one forty nine when I was 149? racing. One forty nine. Yeah. Wow. Toothpick. And just all right. yeah, because you're doing a lot of cardio. How did you do it? Well, you're in the car all the time. Right. No but bread. No sugar. Th- nothing. What do,
0: you, what do you mean all the time? So two or three months before the race, you're yeah. Just- Patrick Long,
1: who was my okay. co-driver and phenomenal driver.
0: Yeah, we know Patrick. He's been he's a- on Spike's car radio here. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, <laughs> love him.
1: He's an amazing guy. Best so he game. was he was uh, training me constantly. So every week we were either going okay. to gym hall, dirt fish, sprint cars anything we could get our seat so we were driving all the time but what testing. were you
0: but what were you eating you'd wake up I, in the morning what i was I eating
1: really clean so i'd get up in the morning and have like a protein shake i'd right. go for a run or okay. get on the bike uh, and then i would go to the gym just do core training okay uh, so you're doing car- I'm an I'm, hour
0: cardio let's say no sugar weights
1: absolutely no sugar no absolutely booze absolutely no sugar nothing
0: okay uh no bread no bread no rice yeah
1: just really clean how much? Li- uh, like how a many
0: uh, like raised eyebrows did you get from your wife and her friends? And are you okay? And they're like, you you're know. too thin. You, you don't look healthy. <laughs> you okay? when Is everything <laughs> all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm
1: like very happy
0: because we're at that age and, now. When you see someone like that, usually they're not going to be around in two right, weeks. Right? There's, sort of <laughs> yeah, there. there's some sort of sickness. Yeah, there's some
1: sort of sickness. Yeah, it doesn't. And you don't age well when you kind of get too thin at a certain age.
0: Right. But so did, was there any calculation about your weight and the car that made you get down to 149 specifically
1: yeah it makes a big difference right it the does. weight of the car and really? who gave you
0: that weight who gave you that target weight Patrick did he say no you don't want to
1: get too thin because what happens is you're, you're dehydrating in the car right, right? Right. you need to have a little bit of body fat otherwise right. you're, the recovery time for you is not as, as strong Right, like the second or third st- stint you don't have the energy level right so that became the challenge. This is the Andy Pruniger me- method. I, I, remember, I, I remember, you, <laughs>
2: you
0: try <laughs> losing weight. <laughs> we were giving him a hard time about the 911 R weight, and he said, "You know what? I tell most Americans, Mike, you pr- lose a hundred pounds, <laughs> then the car will be a hundred pounds lighter. Stop putting it on us." Wait, are you? Do you work for Porsche? Are you on yes, their
1: roster? I am. What is your title? I guess I'm an ambassador. You're now. an ambassador, I'm an ambassador team owner, so which means w- I get to go through the entire fleet and I can go. Can I try that car? Wow! And they really? give it to me. So that's Ooh, fantastic. Like yeah, you no, used it's this great. New 935, the track car. I have
0: not, not yet. I'm anxious to test that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk more. Let's take a quick break. We'll take an actual break. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back with okay. Patrick Dempsey and Spike's Car Radio.
1: I hope nobody stole my bike out there. Oh.
0: With over 20 years in the business, Pelican Parts is the trusted resource for replacement parts for your Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, and other European cars. Keep your car running smoothly and avoid costly repairs by learning how to do it yourself with thousands of free step-by-step guides. Their site is amazing. I'm on it all the time. These guys carry everything you need uh, with tools, popular car care products, and aftermarket accessories. If you have any questions, they have qualified automotive experts on hand who are happy to help you find exactly what will fit. Plus, they have a thriving forum community with like-minded gearheads who can help with tips and tricks on your next project. Trust me. You need forums like this because they really drill down on the little stuff. And there's always someone there who's got an answer for you. The thousands of parts they have in stock ensures that they'll be on time for your weekend wrenching. Plus, they offer free shipping on qualified orders over $99. Just call 888-280-7799 or order online at PelicanParts.com. PelicanParts.com. Pelican Auto Parts. Fix it. Drive it. Love it. (laughs) Love it.
2: You're listening to Spike's Car Radio.
0: We're talking about cars even during the commercials. (laughs) I know that must be horrible for you listening right now because that was fun. We were talking about Jaguars. (laughs) (laughs) These guys like old Jaguars. Um, What's a
1: great story? Uh, Jeffrey Lyons is an incredible story. And how the 120 came about was like they had the motor and then they had to put a body together quickly. And then they came out with this incredible, iconic... Yeah, in, six,
2: in sixty one, the best, most advanced car you could buy at the price, at that price point, they, they, the price point was great. Uh, it was had,
1: like, in between what twenty five hundred yes, to thirty two. I think had, all You in. got
2: disc brakes. You've got you got independent suspension. You've got great style, and why they never put a little more money into development because right. they were ahead of the pack in Sixty one for sure. Well, what short. about that long snout in I front of you it. when you? Sat it was I really it. really, <laughs> really <Sexy. fun. laughs> and scored. Sexy and car. You do? well, yeah, there's yeah. so much
0: car in front no, of you. No, and then
2: uh, you, I the seating can't stand position. It. You sat up. You know the car was so very uncomfortable. You just had your arm on the window. You Your arm on the window, and it's really comfortable. Not like today's Mustang, where the belt line's at your ear. But when you get into when
1: you yeah. look in the car. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. By the no, no, way. go. Ahead. Go, 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 ahead. go, 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 But it's, it's like you look like a little kid in there because right. you're swallowed up right. by the door. I feel And it's the like same you just way. have little head
2: And the, a Jaguar, a proper gentleman sitting upon the <laughs> car, not yeah. within you the car. You have your cap
1: on yes, exactly. and you're driving yeah. around and oh, people you like drive you. The same page. you people are guess. nice to you on the freeway. Well, it's like you're driving another man. It's like a Ferrari. I like the way they look. They're very
0: popular. I think they're just one of those first classic car choices for car guys the Corvette and the Jaguar E type. And they don't drive like a 68 911 at True. the end of the day. You True. get in that and you go, well, h- hello. True. Here are some people who know how to make cars. Well, when you open right. well, up cool. that front clamshell. But clam I do like shell. British cars. Yeah, I, I well, like everything about it. I, I get it. I'm, I, but yeah, again, how they drive. Another, another I, car that got something me Something you kid. said about Porsche a minute ago that you're an ambassador now <laughs> and, and you can get any car you want. Yes, you heard that. Why aren't we... I guess we're we're, we're not ambassadors. Can't we
2: be junior ambassadors, consoles? Yeah, we,
0: we have to. But tell <laughs> us... Because I, I think everybody listening will really love this. I know a little bit about it. What does that mean? Like you get a new car every six months, and you pick whatever you well, want. Well, what, what
1: happens is you can you can only keep the car until it has four thousand miles, and then they take it back. Oh, and that's then a they, shame. So, <laughs> <laughs> But the trouble is, it's like you got to get it from Long Beach here, right? So getting through oh. customs now, yeah, is, yeah. is ridiculous. So, so but you get t- a, basically they want you to understand the entire lineup. So that if someone comes up to you, you can sort of, okay, so here's what you want to have. I could that. do that. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> we understand great.
0: this. And so what, if you said to them, hey, uh, I really want to understand the GT2 RS, would they send you one? Yes. They would? Fucking yeah. Hay. Do you have one?
1: I don't. No, I have the R, though. I did get an R, okay. which I bought. <gasps> So I bought the R and I love that car. And I've got all my colors. R, do you have silver? Silver,
0: silver. And And you you have stripes stripes on it. I didn't. I didn't put the stripes. No, I wanted to be really quiet. And what interior did you do?
1: I did the the standard interior, the checkered interior. Was it brown or black? It was brown.
2: Nice and black that's rims,
1: and then I have Porsche on the. Oh, the that's panel. a beautiful. But it's really quiet, are fun are to you drive. At all curious about the new Speedster. That's coming out. Will you be? <laughs> oh, I drove that actually. You, I drove. Oh, you, I had an event uh, I had to uh, do in Berlin, and I got a chance to drive it. Right, let's go. Hold it was on, fun. Actually, it was actually much better than I anticipated, and it was really a lot of fun to drive. Tell. But, me, oh, wait,
0: let, let's back up. You, you're the only person I know who's test-driven this car. Mm. What? Which?
1: What, how was it you know, I thought the pr- first? It was It was one the of the silver? early cars. So it was one of the early press cars. Right. It was red, which was a little too bright. I would never go with okay. a red car myself with personally. With meatballs in the front,
0: treatment there. Yeah, but it was you
1: know, really fun, stick, fun to drive. Open so top. it was a manual Open transmission. Top. And what yeah. would you
0: compare the drive to? You know what, the DNA is still
1: there So it still feels like uh, you're driving with a stick Which is really, uh, the interaction of that is really enjoyable Mm -hmm. Uh, Really comfortable, great sound And it feels like, you know, the 911s to me Early 911s are the best car to drive The most fun, most reliable uh, Just, you you can't help but smile when you're driving these cars And it has that same DNA Does it feel like you're R at all? Uh, it's a little different than the R. Right. It's a little different than the R. In what way? It's just it's it's tighter. It's it's a smaller car. It's a little bit more intimate than wow. the R's bigger. You feel that car.
0: And are you going to get one?
1: Mm. No, probably not. I'm really focusing on the vintage stuff right now. Right, Not right. The what stuff. is that? The 350. I just you got this thing. So I ordered a Lee Keen car, right? The Safari car. Oh, you did? That's so, right. So, I about So, so this. I just finally, that's finished. And I'm, so and I'm Matt, anxious to get that. <laughs> Matt Farah has one of these cars.
0: When he says Lee Keen, if you know the Matt Farah Safari car, that's what he's talking about. You got one in blue.
1: No green. In green. In green. Okay. And, and what made you Irish do this? Green, I hope. Because you know Lee raced for me many years ago okay. and won our first race at Watkins Glen, mm-hmm. and at that time we were running the Mazdas, the RX-8, you know, with the Jim Jordan and that whole crew, right? And um, and I was like, you know what, this is a fun car. And then Patrick kind of got me <laughs> going with his look build <laughs> that they All built, right? right. And I, I was bidding on that car, right? And then it got so high, I was like, you got to be kidding me and I'm we like know who and you know what it was, Yeah, it, you see it out, out running around all the yeah, time yeah, just, my wife was so pissed off that I didn't get that car that, really? won, that was the car she really wanted <laughs> and I was like Cody, had you told me I would have bid for that car. I would have kept going it went to a charity it was a good cause yeah, I see a green light here in your yeah, life yeah, well, she, I, well, she doesn't go. know about the green one that I just yeah, ordered so I have to but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to that and then Richie Leeds who uh, sent me some Pirelli studded tires and I'm going to have that back east in Maine in my place back there oh, Wow. what
2: other early cars or are you? Well, at I it? still he's, have my three fifty. He's got a black
0: three fifty six. Right. I have that a seventy two T, which is a fantastic. Yeah. Car. Backing up to the black three fifty six is that the tap root car? Is that the first Porsche you get that starts it all?
1: Yes, this it, was. I was. Uh, I just finished a movie called Can't Buy Me Love. Right. What and year is this? About? This is a sixty. Oh, not hmm. the car's a sixty three. This is probably what is this? Eighty six, eighty seven. Right. Okay, and I'm living in Santa Monica at the time, and I drive by, and there's this. 356 on the street with a for sale sign sitting on the street sitting on the street, right. the street. it's like uh, the olden days right right <laughs> Right? and it's like call this number so i call the number and this woman answers the phone she goes yeah hi how are you and i'm like hi uh, you know my name is patrick and i i i'm, I'm interested in, in taking a look at your car okay come on over i'm just doing some adr work right now um come on over so i went Jeez. over to the studio yeah so so <laughs> she's doing the adr work for top gun and this is the car because that was a kit car. The speedster right. was a kit car. So she used that car for the sound of the no speedster and Top Gun. No and I got it for ten grand. Come on, I paid cash, and that was my entire paycheck so, for that so movie. So when
0: we hear the speedster, and so top I still gun, have that car today. Right, we hear we're hearing the sound of Patrick Dempsey's three fifty. My car, my car is a movie that star. Sales wow. point later. Now wait, isn't that a great top story? Gun, it is an amazing story. There's a second Top Gun coming
1: out though. How do Maybe get I'll give him the car R for into this new movie. I don't know. I need do to you just it. I just want to drive by with that. Just wow, that's an
0: incredible Tom. story. And you still own that car today? Oh 30 yeah, thirty years. She I've first? rebuilt the
1: engine three times. You have. I, I use it as a daily driver. Um, was she the original uh, buyer? Of the she car? was the second owner. So second I'm the third owner. owner of this car. Wow. Yeah. I've redone story. it so many times. The Top Gun, three fifty six. Never selling that car. Never selling that car. Okay. And it's fun because it's not too precious. I made the mistake. I restored one car. It was the Jag, a Jaguar one hundred and twenty. Right. And it was too pristine that I did. Yeah. I was afraid to drive it. it I'm yes. never going to do that. Too. Yeah. And, you, and that's not what you want to do anymore. Right. And even with uh, so that car I've had for thirty years. We have the duck? Susie's Duck. Is it ducks? What is Susie that? Susie's strangling a duck. Do you know what? You know what type of duck was that? Do you know? <laughs> there is a there is
0: a duck quack coming off a phone next to us. But I like when people like hear the sound and they just stare at their phone and let the quack, let the little sound keep going. That's why it's hard to record out here. I get very distracted. I'm like a you know like a little kid, like a puppy with a ball going. <laughs> I hear this stuff and I, I I lose my train of thought completely. I love that car story. That's an amazing little story. We talk all the time about just, you know, the, not only the story, but also just the simple pleasures of a drive. That it's never really about money or a big dollar, you know, automobile. It's just about what do I like to get into and just drive. takes you, it, right? not only does it, not only you're driving you but away, it mentally takes you somewhere else, right? right. It just relaxes you, yeah. you know, and but it takes a, the stress what a away. a happy moment to remember, huh? Yep. A little success. A little I see bit of it right
1: money. now as I'm driving by. I was definitely heading south and it was on. Left side of the street, and I remember seeing the sign. What street?
0: Like, Do you remember? God, it, it was... San Vicente, somewhere down there? It was That's over
1: near know. Pico, you know those cross streets right. that oh, were over right. there, back okay. when they were, had the little yeah. bungalows? Yeah. And there was a little soundstage over in that area, and I just wow. uh, had seen it for like a couple days in a row, and then I finally called That's it.
2: That's funny. You know, in law school, I was, I was going down 3rd Street by Lorraine and Hancock Park, and there was a 67 Dodge Dart GT convertible with a for sale sign. And, and, I, and I pulled over, and then I had to go to a pay phone and, and call up, and they lived right on Lorraine, and they wanted 1800 bucks for that car. Right. Done. Done deal. Just yeah. like that.
1: There was, so another time, I remember this was before the whole market took off. There was a coupe, and the guy was selling the thing, and this must have been uh, oh, 15 years ago, and they, he was selling it for like nine grand. Wow. A coupe, 356 coupe. Wow. And I regret not getting that car. Yeah. Well, we all The, the lines story. in this car. So the next car I got was a, you know, Patrick Long is like pusher man because he's like, hey, yeah. I got something for you. I'm he like, really don't, send don't send it to me. Don't send it to me. And then you wait and you're like, okay, send it to me. Send it to me because this is a really good one. I'm like, what is it? He? he goes, it's, it's, it's a 72T. In the communication color, which is the tangerine, and I'm right. like tangerine. Oh, my God. oh, I don't know. I think he and sent like,
0: me that car too. Is this last year? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Was, yeah. 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 So,
1: I'm like, how many miles? Is the original? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So I sold one of the race cars. Oh, you bought it? Yeah. So oh, wow. I sold my. Uh, it's the. So I bought the car. And it's fantastic. Charming. I love it. And My wife drives it. Everybody, are, the whole family are gets in it. two
0: agents at CAA who are looking for early 911s. And I, told, I sent them the car immediately. And I said, you better buy. This is the car you've been he waiting He passed for. on that,
1: by the way, the gentleman you're talking about. Yeah. We keep sending him cars. Is it and it Ted? Like, yes. <laughs> and we're like, Ted, just get the goddamn car. He's like, no. he, So he knows you bought it. I think so. We keep sending them Some cars. Patrick g- keeps
0: sending them cars all the Some time. Some of these guys are terminal. They're never going to make a decision. We They're just tire so people who can't just pull that trigger trigger and go. Pull the trigger and, and go. go. Because they don't understand the rule that if it's eighty percent right, if this feels good, seventy-five to eighty percent, that's as good as it gets. It's a home
1: it, run, and it's such a it, you know. They're waiting for that, it's a great percent. investment too yeah. for two reasons: uh, just an investment in your psyche in a positive yes. nature, right. and also just economically the value of these cards. You don't lose the value, right? You right. know, and you you get to see your money working for you in a positive way, which yeah. is yeah. Right.
2: And you get a 72, which has the oil filler door.
1: And yeah, isn't love that great? That exactly. This car is beautiful. And it's you just, look well, down and you see the gearbox right in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see it, it all you working. Take that and the sound, of the mechanical yes. sound. Those and, are charming. And, I and love people it. are nice to you on the freeway. There's no road rage. Who do you hate on the freeway? What kind of drivers? <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's. Oh, get the guys into that want to real get really racy is always a mistake. The what? The racy guys, the guys that want to race you. The Right? And they're usually uh, in a a certain brand of car yes and they Which don't know it, what they're doing BMWs? and they don't signal no it's not it's the italian WRX. version it's like oh, the lamborghinis and the ferrari guys, oh, the ferrari oh, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: i don't feel those guys are as bad as the pickup truck guys some acura guys and and uh and, and the, BMW, and the BMW, guys. bmw guys yeah yeah especially the the entry level bmw
1: but you know i made a mistake one time i was, it was late i was coming back from set and I was uh, shooting on Los Feliz to come back out here. And it got really racing on a Friday night. There was a three, all of a sudden it was like a pack of us running through traffic. <laughs> and nobody was signaling. And yeah. it just oh. scared to death. And I was like, yeah. I'm
0: never doing that again. So that's your big pet peeve people who don't signal?
1: People who don't signal. And people one. in the fast mm-hmm. lane who don't pull over. Oh, oh come that's on. they uh, should be arrested B-C-H, immediately. <laughs> yes, flayed alive. This is the, one. Stone. the worst. Yes, it's like they're texting, they're weaving, and they're just get out of the what way. What about it's a the people that here. want
2: to say that they enforce their right to travel forty miles an hour in the left lane on PCH? <laughs> right.
1: And then you get the guy coming in on the right side, yes. and they
0: block you. Yes. Yeah, So you can't
1: pass them yeah. Or they you. suddenly They speed up When you want to get by uh-huh. them And you're like Come on That slow
0: driver When it's coupled with Driving directly next to someone else In the right lane I've clot never understood theory. Why someone would People want clot. A car right next Sheep. to them Right <laughs> It's a clotting a Coagulation <laughs> On that's the arteries great, of the of the road. That's so true. drive. Do you ever want to be door to no, door with anybody other that, than me and you and Jerry?
1: Tally people don't want to be the one. Well, what you do things. is you lean over on them a little bit to scare them. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I get yes. too close to you?
0: So Patrick yes. Dempsey's a little passive aggressive on the road. No, I'm he's pretty one aggressive. Of us. It's not so passive. <laughs> <isn't> he's <laughs> one of us. Feels you the know, same way. It's funny about race car drivers, and I bet you're like that. Because like, getting back to Hurley Haywood and Hurley movie, which we're going to see on Apple's streaming this week
1: it starts on the 26th you can stream. you can pre-order now on uh, itunes
0: the 26th i am posting this show so it will be right on the nose actually all right perfect that day at the 26th um i remember i've met hurley a bunch of times and i remember going to road atlanta with him and and having to chase him around the track in a gt4 and then a gt3 rs and you know it was the first day of sun after three <laughs> days of rain. Right. It was seven in the morning, and I had a gallon of coffee in my gullet, and I'd never been on Road Atlanta. And I said to Hurley, I said, Hurley, "Please,
1: let's just do a simple lead There's follow." A, there are elevation changes
0: right. here, and I don't know if we're going left or right. Right. And I've got Chris Spinelli behind me, and a couple other journo's that I respect. And I'm not i ra- I'm telling you right now, I'm not a racer. Don't worry, we're gonna go easy. And bo- he just took. Gone, <laughs> he took off. gone, and, and I've got a walkie-talkie
1: in the car. And he's like, keep up, keep up. And he's yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. This
0: guy is crazy. Yeah. Ready to puke. <laughs> and and I, It's and a and tough a, circuit, re- too. That's a I, tough circuit. It's a very tough circuit. I remember thinking Hurley's going to be different, but he's not. He's an animal on the track. Yeah. He's the nicest, kindest man on the side so of the track. So gentle, so quiet, unassuming. And then you put him in a car on track, and his eyes go white. And like, boom, boom it's done. And and then I went for a ride along lap with him, and it you know it was one of those moments I remember. You know I did it with uh, Mario Andretti, and then I did it with Hurley, and Hurley took us up to speed in the GT3 RS on that track, and boy was it incredible!
1: You really learn a lot by doing that. It scares yeah. the shit out of you, but you're like, oh, this is what the car this can is do. How you this is what the car <laughs> I'll can tell do. You what?
0: That's the first time I really felt the wing and what that does in the aerodynamics. Right. But I also felt the the edge of the car, which I had never felt in a GT3 yeah. RS, where you know like. We're dancing on all four tires right, right Especially now. Especially
1: you start to when they get into the brake zones, what they yeah. can do, yeah. and then power down, and then they're on it. Yeah. They're carrying so much momentum through the corners. Yeah, he you was learning so breaks. much through that experience. We
0: were doing 160, and he was hitting the brakes. You were hitting your brakes way before in the passenger brake. No, we're in the. I was doing the ride along with him. We're doing 160 into a turn, and he's doing full braking, almost to a stop, where you turn left right before you come across the straightaway there. <laughs> right, but I felt the ceramics kind of grip hard, loosen for a second, and then grip again. And I said, were you doing that? He goes, no, that's just the way ceramics, that's ceramics at their edge. They, they grip hard, they let go for a second, and grip again. Hey, yeah. All right, do you know that?
1: Yeah, I mean, a little bit of stuff with the stuff is a street car, so th- you feel that, and especially in the wet, they're so numb. Right. That you, There's no grip at first, and then all of a sudden it comes on really quickly. And what, quick. what, how,
0: what's your opinion about the, the ceramics versus steel? I even think, even on been, road and track, like... What do you prefer, and why?
1: Uh, it's very grippy on the road, you know. Um, it's uh, it's really sensitive to the temperature and the wet. You know, you right. have to get used to that. So yes. if it's in the wet or you, it's cold, it takes a while for it to warm up, um, and it's really touchy. You I go know. from that car where you're like, <laughs> and then you go back to the old brakes, and then you're like, "There's no brakes. It's not going to slow down." Right, right. right. You know, so you get really used to it. Yeah. So I'm
2: assuming in your R you have ceramics. Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So How do you, you feel per- about squeaking
0: when they say periodic squeaking of those? Yeah, you just
1: have to lean on them a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. dealing with that
0: in, in the GT2 RS and the GT3 Turing. We're getting, and it's really the water vapor and the it's temperature suckerman. I had a great drive the other day in the GT3 Turing. No squeaks. It got a little cool and wet, and suddenly it's all squeaks, yeah. and it makes me crazy. So you put ceramics in yours? Absolutely. In everything? Yeah. Right. Oh, there you go. It's fun. Wow, look, absolutely.
1: It's so much fun. The problem is that you're going so fast in these cars, you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Because it's so comfortable. You're just like cruising along, and you're like, oh, shit. That's this is that a, GT2 this, RS. This is a felony right now if I have get you, pulled over.
2: Have you spent time in the GT2 RS?
1: Not enough, no. Yeah. Not what enough. about the new 935? No, no, no. Not I've yet. been intentionally not doing that. Come right. on, because spend it's your like money. once you fall off. No, once you fall off the wagon, it's you're all in. And that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you're like you just can't have one ride. You get one ride, you get into, you get deeper right. and deeper. But right. I, one too many I was and coming home last night, enough. and I was I was like, oh, I really miss it. And we're talking about our program for next year, and it's like I really want to get back and do some sprint races. Right. Endurance, not so much, but the sprint stuff I really want to do. I miss it a lot. Right. Were you offered a 35 If I could get one, yeah, I would do that. I saw someone sent me
0: um, the wraps, the liveries they for those great. cars. Right. 27,000 bucks a piece in all the different liveries. Yeah. Kind of saying, wow, that's a lot of money for a wrap. But I don't okay, know, I was but looking, they're I was really looking smart, at the liveries just going, God, they're beautiful. <laughs>
1: They, they are a smart a company, at, yeah. At, at a time. You know, they just keep they reinventing the, the It's like out. a
0: restaurant menu. You're just like, I can't not. I, I want that. Everything's a la that. carte.
2: It's the Musso and Frank of, of car dealerships. you got to pay for everything that comes to the table. Right, the
1: baseline. Oh, it's easy. Okay, that's good. Then you'll add this, yeah, and then you okay. add that, and then you'll do this. And I'll tell do you we what know anyone like who, who got me? a
0: 935? What's that? Do, do we know anyone who got a 935? Not yet. I'm sure we do. I'm sure we just don't know that we know them. We're just gonna, it's one it's day you're
1: going to look up and you're going to see it on the road and you're like, ah!
0: Yeah. Can, you can't register those on the road. No. They're problem. just race cars. If I think if they did that, I think everybody would jump in on one of them. It'd those. be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. You know, by the way, last Hit week, the speed <laughs> we had our friend uh, on Instagram reaching out to us with that, that little scoop about the GT2 yes. RS. I want to tell you, Zuckerman, were we're embarrassed about that. No, he apparently sent this to everybody. Oh, you probably said I, I've seen it now on car scoops. I saw it on Jalopnik. I did, saw it on Road. Did track. you hear this, Patrick? No, tell me this. Why, story. Without having going going into the story again, because we've already told it on the podcast. I'm just saying again, Zuckerman. We have to be careful about these scoops as they come in, because they're not really scoops. Yeah, we have. To, I have to ask another question. Have you sent this to anyone else? Yeah, <laughs> there yes. you go. <laughs> because we this this time we verified. This time we went. All right, let's dig in a little bit, and we got the verification that it's a true story. I'll t- we'll tell you the story after we're done here. We're, we're almost done, but we have to now say who else did you send this to? Because Good now, point. learning this, curve. This uh, today, as we're recording this, we posted that episode, and we're a day or two late to the news. So, right. So listeners, just know that we had it first. And, and dude on Instagram, send it to us by by <laughs> nobody else. We want the scoops. We As want if the he's going to get another one out of Brazil. You his think, his scoops are done for life. <laughs> 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 if James Cameron does dig one of these GT2 RSs up at the bottom of the sea, uh, he might have a scoop. Anyway, Patrick, yes. thank you so much for doing that. Well, thank you very much. This is super a po- real pleasure. We're excited about the film. Again, if you want to see Hurley. You're going to see it.
1: Yes, it's going to be on iTunes. You can uh, get it now on uh, the 26th. It's
0: an incredible story, and he's an incredible guy. We wish you much success with it. Thank Will you. we be winning awards with this? Are you yes. eligible for I Oscars? I don't know. I don't know. I just on. hope people
1: watch it. I'd just be <laughs> happy if we get a good following. Did you take it to festivals? Do you do? We that? did a couple festivals. Yes, wow. we've done a few festivals, and the response has been very positive. Wow, that's excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. That's wow. good. It's been a long journey. Yeah, awesome. five you years. You know, we're
0: going to see Hurley up and Portia. Just said they w- they were bringing Hurley up to, to Pebble. Are you coming up to Pebble this year?
1: I'd like to this year. I've missed it the That'd last few years. Well, maybe we'll have you guys up. We'll do a little. Uh, Why don't you do a talk with a
0: Hurley Q&A up there and yeah. promote the film up there? That would be perfect. Very good. Yeah. All right. Zuckerman, do you have anything to add before we go? Can
2: you still ride a unicycle? I can actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I
1: can. It's a little scarier now. The falls aren't as fun. <laughs> yeah. But I can still do it every now Let's and then. Let's do it. Let's
0: now the three mm. of us. We oh, should do a race. Start an electric unicycle. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <correct. laughs> and make some money and get in on this.
2: I've got the right idea. <laughs> that's a million dollar idea there right go, there. Unicycle Swiggins.
0: <laughs> we will see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Quick, before we go, sixty seconds—that's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer with your car from TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, just listen to my voice—you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions, and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy after that you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together the two of you you can even hug if you want you can ask questions get the answers you need so there's no surprises and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride So when you're ready to experience a new, better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. March Madness is upon us, and Dan Patrick
2: has you covered. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't do the hat because I don't want to I don't want to mess up the
0: hair. Join Dan and the Danettes as they keep up with every twist and turn in the NCAA tournament on the Dan Patrick Show. Every day, hear the hottest takes and the biggest celebrity interviews from the world of sports and entertainment. It's as cocky and confident as Baker Mayfield is. Don't miss the madness on the Dan Patrick Show, right
2: here on Podcast One.